Good morning, guys. So I just got back from Vipassana, the 10-day silent meditation retreat uh, yesterday morning and took the day just to rest, integrate, have a good time, enjoy my life. And I thought I'd record a podcast today. While it's all still fresh in my mind, I want to talk about my experience. Um, I'm recording this as much for myself as for those of you that are interested in listening because I feel like I got a lot of very valuable, a lot of very valuable lessons. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to miss a lot, but I'm going to, yeah, just flow here, free flow, and see what, see what comes. But yeah, a quick talk about what um, Vipassana is, for those of you that don't know. It's a 10-day silent meditation retreat, and that's exactly what it sounds like. You don't talk for 10 days. You don't touch anyone, you don't make eye contact with anyone, and we meditate. So the basic schedule is at 4am, there's a gong, and we wake up, and then do what you gotta do. 4am, bro, and it's like freezing up there as well. So you wake up, it's dark, it's cold, but it's nice, because like you come outside, the stars are out, beautiful, so quiet, the stars, there's the moon, birds, it's just beautiful, I love that. I was um, doing some cool stuff there. I won't I won't taint it with like some of the other cool stuff I was doing. But I'll just keep my keep it purely to my experience, <laughs> and I can talk about the funny stuff later on. Yeah. So four a.m. wake up, and then at four thirty we go into the meditation hall and we meditate from four thirty until six thirty, and literally this is actually meditation. There's no no guidance, no one really telling you to do. A little bit of guidance at the start, and you just sit cross legged. And it's just you and you, you and your mind, you and your thoughts, you and your body, you and your sensations, just bringing it back. Then at 6.30, a gong will go and you're like, ah, yes, the meditation is done for now. And then you get up, a bit of a stretch, and you go have breakfast. Breakfast is from 6.30 until 7. And we had, um, yeah, some like nice, some nice porridge, some fruits. There was this delicious delicious like dark sourdough loaf and that came in on the second day and I was so happy because before there was any white bread and then this sourdough loaf comes along I would put it in the toaster and then slather it with just heaps of butter and it was good and then um, the next meditation is at 8am so we meditate pretty much from 8 a.m. until 11 a.m., so that's another, that's about three hours, with a short break in between where you can kind of walk around a bit. Um, and one of those meditations, I think, yeah, the one from 8 until 9, that's called Aditan or something, and it means it's a sitting of where you shouldn't, you shouldn't move, so you sit down, and of course if you're like in a lot of pain, you can move and everything, but the idea is you sit down with the strong determination and a strong will and you don't move the whole time. So you sit there cross-legged um, and you keep this posture straight. You don't open your eyes, you don't open your hands, you don't move your hands, you don't move your feet and you just you just go deep and you got to, yeah, stay true to yourself. Then after the three hours, there's lunch from 11 and that lunch is good and it's, it's good because like lunch is like the last meal, so... We, I demolished lunch every day. It was like all, all vegetarian, like, yeah, vegetarian food. It's pretty good. Lunch, and then you got a short break from 11 until 1. You have lunch and you can do whatever you want. I would usually have lunch, then walk around, have a tea, 
let my food digest, then go have a cheeky nap sometimes. Um, then after that, we can go, we go back to meditation from 1 until 5 p.m., so four hours, which, yeah, short breaks in between. Um, and these ones, you don't have to be in the hole sometimes. So one time, some, sometimes I would go outside and meditate underneath this tree with my shoes off, and oh, that was so nice. You're just outside, you get the wind, the natural sun, and that was really fun. And yeah, one of those sittings again is a one hour one where you have to be in the hole and you don't move again. And then, so from five to six, we have a little bit of a tea break. The new students get to eat um, some fruit. Even though I'm a new student, I didn't want to eat the fruit. So I told them, so I'm not going to eat the fruit because I want to do the fast because you go much deeper. So instead of having fruit, I just had some ginger and lemon tea with some like raw honey. And that was nice. Walk around again. And then from six until seven, we have a one one more of those meditations where you sit still for one whole hour. A ditan, I think it's called. And yeah, that's good. And then from seven until eight p.m., we have a discourse where the guy Goenka, he's like the I guess the the master, the shaman, the guy that invented no the guy that, he didn't invent it. He learned it from like a direct person from it, and it's like the pure form. So he's one of the cool guys. Yeah, we watch his um, his discourse, and that's really cool because it's just him speaking about the technique, and it's like he's speaking exactly the thoughts that were going on in your head at the time <laughs> when you're meditating. It's like you because you were meant to bring that mind back to the present moment the whole time, like through the breath or through like the bodily sensations. And when he discourse, he's like. When you were, your mind was like a wild elephant, it was going to the past, it was going to the future, I was having wild thoughts. Okay, it's, which is so true. And then after that, um, we go, we meditate for a little bit longer. And that's like a nice, the last one's really good because it's like from eight until nine. And that's a really good meditation because you just watch the discourse, you're all pumped up and motivated, you get a bit of a new technique as well. And then you're determined to sit there and just go deep. And you know, it's the last one for the day. As soon as that one ends, we go to sleep almost immediately. It's good, actually, because there's no talking. So you don't have idiots talking all night, keeping everyone else up. Everyone just goes and falls asleep straight away. And then repeats the next day. Boing, 4 a.m. I remember on, on the first, no, on day zero. So before day one, we get there. And we did a meditation that night. And it was like only about an hour. And I was thinking, holy shit, how on earth am I going to sit here and meditate and sit. It's just the most craziest thing. How am I going to do this for the next 10 days for, I think it's about 11 hours a day. I was having these thoughts because my knees were hurting, my ankles, my lower back was killing me. My mind was taking me, like, even on a good day, on a good day in my normal life, my mind would take me to crazy places and really cause me a lot of um, anxiety, stress and like disharmony. And then coming into this situation here, and I, you couldn't journal. You, there was no phones. There was no distractions. You couldn't talk to people. So it's literally whatever crazy, uncomfortable feeling or thought, sensation you're having at the time, you can't move. You have to sit there in it. And that's the most crazy part. And I, I, I remember like about day two or three, I was like at... I was at like a limit where I was thinking, oh my God. So I'll break it down, my experience. Um, for the first like two or three days, 
yeah, one, yeah, two or three days, my mind was going really, really harsh. Like it, I, I just could not sit there. I, I did it anyway, but I was in a, like a just tremendous like anxiety, and I felt so heavy and just like really, really struggling. My mind was taking me to my past, so it was taking me like to my recent past um, regrets that I have, mistakes. Um, friendships that I've let go, family, all these things where it was showing me like what I was doing wrong, what I was missing out on, taking me back further and further. It was digging up all these memories and I would just, tr I would be trying to bring my, myself back to my breath and the sensation of the breath and then I would do it and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to bring just focus on the breath. And then next thing I know it, my mind's off 10 years ago when I was living in Cambodia thinking about my friends there thinking about the good times that I didn't appreciate and I was feeling horrible from this because it's showing you what well, was showing me the past where I wasn't being present I wasn't taking opportunities I wasn't like living in the moment or just appreciating it and I was wasting my life it basically said dude you fucking wasted all these moments look at it now you look at it look at it look at it again 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 and I was yeah not feeling good so that, that went for about like 33 hours. <laughs> and even though we're meant, the whole technique is to be present with what you're feeling right now. Dude, the, it's impossible. You would just find yourself like lost every now, every like few minutes, you'd be off on some crazy thoughts and then you'd be like, wait, I'm not meant to be thinking about this. Bring it back. Then you bring it back for a bit. Then you're off again somewhere else. And it was taking me to some really, really dark and treacherous places in the mind and even the good times it was also showing me good times like the times where I was like hanging out with my friends or at the beach watching sunsets having some MDMA partying traveling the world it was showing me the good times and the good times also created a bit of um, turmoil inside me because it shows you like all the good times in the past and then you think, oh, that was so good. I want that to happen again. I want that to happen again. And you start like clinging onto it and attaching to that good sensation and a good feeling. And then you also th realize, wait, but I'm just sitting here in a room for the next 10 days doing nothing, meditating. And you realize and that those 10 days really stretch out, especially for the, for the start of it. It's like, this is never going to end. It just gets a lot harder and harder. Then maybe around like day, day three, day four, for the next few days, um, my mind was a little bit less wild in the past because it's already literally covered my whole life, my whole like, yeah, a lot of big moments in my life. And I had that huge feeling of just weight and regret on my shoulders. And then I started, I was like, oh yes, I'm coming, my mind's coming down, I'm finally coming out of this. And then I started going to the future. And I don't know what's worse, the future or the past. They're both two different beasts because the past is in the past. You can't do anything about it. You can't control it, you know, whatever it's done, but you have to live with the past. And then the future is endless possibilities, endless thoughts, because the future, anything can happen. And you do have the ability to control the future by what you do right now. And my mom was taking me to the future. I was remember sitting there making all these plans, these really grand plans, having huge ideas, like groundbreaking, crazy ideas. And so I, we, we are allowed to talk to the teacher 
for like a little, like a few minutes every single day if we're having problems. So I went to the, the, the teacher, the manager, and at the start they told us no pens, no phones, none of this stuff. And I went, I went to him and I said, dude, I'm having these crazy good ideas and a lot of creativity and I need to journal this down. Can I journal? And he's like, like his name's Lindsay. He looks kind of like Wim Hof. He's a funny guy. And he said to me, do you have a pen, Toby? And I was like, uh, yeah, I got a pen. <laughs> and he's like, you have to give it in so you don't get tempted. And I was thinking, fuck, why did I ask permission? I should have just, because I had the pen and my journal. I should have just written it. <laughs> but I was thinking, all right, this is my first time doing the Vipassana. I'm going to do it properly. I'm not going not gonna to cheat the rules. And maybe next time I'll cheat the rules if like I want to. I go back again, but I was like, the first time I'm gonna do it properly. So I, I was like, whatever, I'll go get my fucking pen and give it to you. So I went, give him my pen. And I was like having a lot of regrets again, because a lot of these ideas were really good and I, I didn't want to have them like hanging over me. I wanted to like just write them down, get them in my journal, and then I can come back to it like later on when I come back into my normal life now. But I guess this is like part of the technique. You have to just let, let them go, so. I let a lot of these I, I let a lot of these things just go. I went back in the room and just meditated, and I'm like, "Well, you can't journal, you can't use your phones, you actually can't do anything. All you can do right now is sit here." And it would my, the mind just continuously was jumping from the from the future to the past, boom, 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 literally everywhere. And then every now and then I would have this when I would remember, I'd be like, "No, come back now, come back here, here now, breath, sensations in the body." And meditate and it, it, I kind of got better at doing that as we went along and it was probably around day yeah day eight or nine where I realized this what I, I realized what was happening I was like oh you, dude you've literally just done this again you spent I spent my past like one wanting what's next like saying what's what's better what's out there looking I was spent the past like looking for the future right and then now here I was again given another opportunity because we're given infinite opportunities you know because the now 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 it always it's always happening so I was I was sitting here in this in this Vipassana thing meditating and I saw myself thinking well why you think of the future now you literally doing the exact thing that you're running away from because what you, what you have right now is this moment to meditate and this this is all there is why are you thinking about the future you're doing what you've done your whole life again take taking away from what is right now to plan for the future and then you're going to look back and be like well I should have been more present I should have made more of this opportunity and so I had this knowledge now and with this knowledge I still couldn't do it so I remember still having like a lot of a lot of plans and sometimes the, the feelings that were coming up like in my chest was like so much tightness and heaviness and it was it was crushing it was at times like really soul crushing. I didn't but like I will say actually even though it was really really hard, there weren't any times where I was gonna get up and leave. I was like, you know what? Whatever it was, my ego thinking I'm going to stay here and do it because I said I was going to do 10 days so I'm going to stay here for 10 days got to prove them got to just prove it to myself or I just 
Well, I'm the kind of person that when I say I'm going to do something and I commit to it, I go into it uh, wholeheartedly. Oh yeah, this is something really cool. Um, I'll, I'll chuck in a bit of gene keys here. So my, my radiance in gene keys, my shadow is uh, half-heartedness and my gift is um, commitment. So this is like where some things play out in my life and I remembered this. Actually, this helped me a lot while I was in the, in the course because I remembered for myself in life, whenever I'm not fully committing to something, if I'm, whatever I'm doing, unless I'm going wholeheartedly and committing to it, if I'm doing it half-heartedly and not trying and not putting in my best, then it's always, I've always fallen short and it's always just been yeah, a flop and I haven't enjoyed myself. It's just, it's just not good. I know that's my, one of my biggest things that I'm working on. So, yeah, so I reminded myself, dude, you've got to be wholehearted here and you have to commit. So that, that's what... And that was one of the things that really helped me. I went into this situation saying, I'm really committing to this and I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick it through and then everything changes. That's what the whole message is there. I think it's called a Anitja, where everything, the impermanence of everything, everything changes. And it's about not being attached to like the good things that are going on, like the amazing sensations, the feelings and like all the great times, not being attached to them and craving them. Because ultimately, when you crave it and attach onto it, that's what's gonna it's gonna hurt you in the long run. And it's not about running away or the aversion to the tough things, the uncomfortable feelings, anxiety, depression, the bad sensations. It's like whatever you're feeling, just feel it for what it is right now. Don't run forward. Don't run backwards. And that was like the main. That's the main takeaway. It's really unfortunate that I, could, I didn't have my journal because I was having groundbreaking ideas, but I'm, I'm hoping they're going to come to me. Uh, it was funny because I actually um, found another pen on the, on the ninth day. <laughs> found another pen and I had to have my journal. And I actually was like, oh, I could, I could journal. And I was having a think about it. And then I realized I don't know what to journal. It was like on day four, I could have written pages and pages and pages. I even like had a had a song that I was like gonna write. And then when when I actually, when I realized I like on day nine where I could write if I wanted to, I um I had no more thoughts to write at all. My mind was much more blank. And it was just a really like simple life. There was, what I liked about it was a complete dopamine detox. Like there's no coffee, no phones, no nothing to reach for, no stimulations. It's just boom. You and your thoughts you and your feelings, your sensations. Uh, there was a few times where, there was one time where I was actually crying a bit. I was, I was walking around just feeling so bad. So I was having a bit of a cry to myself. Um, but a lot of it was just feeling so uneasy and like this feeling of dread. And there was, then, then there was some, the, actually the hard times as well was also those feelings of crazy inspiration. Like you're sitting there in the room meditating and then this massive wave of, inspiration and like passion and all this flows through me but there's nothing you can do about it all you have to do is just sit there and like yeah rock with it feel it and then yeah like that that's basically the actually that yeah that's the experience for me at the moment um my takeaway from this whole thing yeah i'll conclude it with uh, my takeaway like what i'm going to now that i'm back to my normal life what i'm 
what I will be incorporating, what I'll take away from it, what I'm going to remember, and all that stuff. So, yeah, my, my daily practice, I'm go- I told myself, I'm, go- I'm going to do this. I didn't say I'm going to try to do it. I said I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to um, commit to this for the rest of this month and make an assessment probably for the rest of the year and then we'll see how we're going. But every morning waking up, doing one hour of meditation, of Vipassana meditation, and then doing five minutes of metta, which is where we send out love, compassion, and like happiness and good feelings to we radiate that outwards to the space. We give it out for five minutes. And then every every night doing one hour as well. So that's two hours of meditation every single day. Um, it seems though I woke up naturally like very early, so it seems like if I'm meditating every day, I need less sleep. So that's really cool. Oh, and something cool. Um, I brought my aura ring when I was there because I really wanted to track my heart rate, my heart rate variability. And this is actually insane. So before before going there, my my heart rate was sitting, like this, this is my resting heart rate at night, was sitting around like 52, 51 beats per minute. And then when I was over there, probably a combination of the meditating all day, no phones, no not, not so much stress, and not eating late at night as well. That's because we have a last meal at 11. So that's like, yeah, eight hours before we go to sleep. No, 11 hours before we go to sleep or something. And my heart rate when I was at Vipassana, it dropped down to 40 beats per minute at night. That's insane, 40 beats per minute at night. This is, this is the resting heart rate of elite athletes, probably lower than LeBron James, and Djokovic and all those people. So I was like, this is good. And my heart rate variability, I think when I'm here in like my normal life, I get a bit stressed and like I overtrain and do a lot of, I do a lot of stuff. So my heart rate variability in my normal life here was before sitting around like 40 40, um, RPM, I think, or 50. And then when I went to Vipassana, it went up to like 90, this is my average over the night. So it went up to around like 97, 100. It was sitting at these averages, which is really good. It's a very good sign of recovery. So I'm pretty, pretty happy with it. It was a good just 10 days, reset my, reset my mind, reset my body, give, give my body a rest and just relax, come back into it. And the aura ring really, yeah, it picked it up. It was like showing my recovery was getting better every single day. Um, on, on day nine, I broke one of the rules. I did some uh, Wim Hof breath work and some push-ups in a cold shower. And dude, I just went, because I went to the room and I was like, right, I'm going to do it. So I lay down, did three rounds of 30 breaths. And then as soon as I finished, I did 40 push-ups without breathing and then went had a cold shower for five minutes. And I felt crazy. It was like everything was super tuned in and like sensitive and I really like blasted off. So that was an amazing experience. I remember just, just doing 30 breaths. It was like, boom, blast off. And then, yeah, so I'm excited to experiment now that I'm back. I'm not going to, it, yeah, I'm not going to be overusing things like I was before. I feel like that's another takeaway. Because before I was like doing a lot of things and had a lot of like, just distractions, like I would take lots of lots and lots of supplements, 
have lots of coffee, like lots of cacao, always, always looking for that stimulation, like constantly whenever I'm, I guess, bored or nothing to do, like going on my phone, checking it, just consuming, consuming, like, yeah, just over consuming. And because I was over consuming, I was becoming less sensitive to like the, the subtle vibrations of life because my mind was always just so full of clutter and noise and it was just so crowded and yeah, overstimulated. Then going away, going from literally going from a hundred percent stimulation to like zero. Now that I'm back, it's like, all right, I'm still going to, I'm not going to be like a monk and quit all this stuff. Cause like I, I love all, I love my life and I love um, all the cool things that I get to experience, but I'm going to do it with more in, yeah, more intention. So instead of smashing a ceremonial cacao shamanic dose, 80 grams, 100 grams every single day, I'm going to like use it much more intentionally. So maybe like every now and then, maybe like once a week, once a month, but like, all right, I'm going to sit down, enjoy this cacao and like really, really like connect with it. Or instead of blasting myself with like mountains of ayahuasca harpe <laughs> every, every morning, just as my ritual, I'm going to like maybe use it once every two weeks. And when I do use it, really sit down, take my time, set my intention and connect with it, with the medicine and, and use it intentionally. Same with the breath work. I would, even though breath work's great, like it's, it's amazing, like alkalizes your body, all that. I, th- I think I was, I was using it every day a lot, too much sometimes. And I feel like even now, maybe I might just do it once or twice a week. Maybe just with the group every Wednesday and Saturday at Henley Beach, just just do the breath work there instead of every single day just pumping out this rigorous breath work and like needing to go to the waterfall every day. There was just a lot of things that I was like needing to do, and then I'm when once I'd done it, I would be looking for the next thing. So that was one of the, the patterns that one of the patterns that I'm broke that I've broken, and yeah, I did a meditation. I did the meditation last night, and I did it this morning as well. And dude, I tell you, it's actually really hard still. Like I thought it would be easy after doing it for 10 days, but sitting at home with all the temptations around me, like I have my phone, my fingertips away. I got like f- really good food and fruits and all the stuff that I need here. But having to meditate last night for an hour and then meditate this morning, as soon as I woke up this morning, I meditated. It, it's quite difficult because natural instinct is to get up and like, Go and do stuff, do stuff, do stuff. Yeah. Ah, and another takeaway. Um, I'm winding this up, but there's a lot of cool things that keep coming up. This is a good one. Um, so bef- I'm, I'm, I'm always doing like a before and after. So but before, I remember having a lot of like anger and negative spirals. So if something, if someone wronged me or something that I didn't go to plan like oh shit and then I would be upset about that and I would let it really get to me and I would go on this downward spiral so I would attach to the anger and then my body would have a a chemical reaction to that because if your mind's angry then your body becomes angry as well and then my mind will be angry my body's angry and I'll be like angry and I'm not feeling good then I'll be angry that I let myself get angry and I'll just keep going down 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 and having a lot of yeah just negative spirals and I feel that now, I guess with this knowledge and awareness of it, before I wasn't even aware, it was out of my control. It was just boom, like really, really crazy. I would have also big like ups and downs and just, yeah, it was like a roller coaster. And I, 
I didn't have much control of it. I feel that now it's, I'm going to be, when I can feel it coming on, because it's inevitable. We live in this world. We live with distractions. We live with all these things happening to us. And then, like, so when it does happen now, I'm going to be, like, cutting it off instantly. Like, as soon as that feeling arises, like, the negative, angry feeling or whatever it is arises, like, just come back um, to my, my breath and my respiration, come back to, like, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing right now, my body sensations, and then just, like, remind myself, just let it go. Like, it's, it's not permanent. Just let it go. Don't let yourself go down here. Be here now. Be here now. Um, yeah, that was one of the really, really good ones. So I'm very excited to see where this journey takes me. And I'm going to be like reflecting a lot over it the next few days, integrating it. This is quite similar to a, it felt very similar to a plant medicine ceremony. It just went for like much longer and it was much less intense. And you actually have to really be still and do a lot of work. I feel that plant medicines like like mushrooms and ayahuasca, they're a bit more like, uh, like you, you just take, you drink it and then it's like, boom, you're shown all this stuff about you, but you don't have to do as much work. Oh, you, like you can, you, you should do the work, but it's easier to not do the work. This one, you're, you're 10 days. Yeah, there's no choice but to sit there and do the work. Because if you don't, if you just sit there and like hate life and wish this experience away, then you're not going to get anything out of it. But if you sit there for 10 days and like diligently bring your mind back to your body, feel the sensations and practice the technique, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's like training the muscle of your mind. Every time you bring yourself back with the with the awareness of what's happening right now that's like one bicep curl and so the biceps of my brain are now matching the size of my actual huge biceps and i'm going to start hitting the hitting the weights hitting the jiu-jitsu eating clean living the lifestyle again taking us to the next level still gonna yeah still gonna be doing all this all this stuff even in a probably just much more higher performance. So I'm, I'm just so excited to see how this affects my life. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening if you listen to this. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot this through. But I, I do highly recommend this experience, even if it's just for an experience, like you don't have to continue it for the rest of your life. Like Go try it out. It's it's only 10 days. It's, it's, it's free. It's donation-based. It's a challenge. And like only good can come from this like you're sitting with yourself you're training your mind you're mastering that wild beast inside your mind and then when you can use that mentality in your everyday life it's going to become sweet anyway peace out guys i love you so much and i'll see you very very soon